be. Many thanks to all of you. And coming up right now, please stay tuned at 3 o'clock. It's time for Cover to Cover with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the Yes, indeed. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, Those in Darkness. Those in Darkness on the sea floor on the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, calm. We must remain calm. I was listening to the last show. So funny. So charming. All about the men and the women. Yes, I just get the giggles. I was one. I think I spent my midlife... Having pronoun envy, it was literary, you know. Uh, I studied anthropology. The women learn from the plants, and the men learn from the animals, which is why men stand up and women sit down. It's all blathers, actually. It's all semantics, folks. It's all the language. We mess up the language, but that's okay. There are plenty of books to show us how uh, <laughs> how we, what do you call that, minimize the female. She's negative, he's positive, blah, blah, blah. Once again, it doesn't seem to matter much anymore. It mattered to me years ago, and uh, I still try to keep my hand in the word work. I think it does help people. You know, language helps thought. Uh, <sighs> I was watching the TV, and then I turned it off and I thought, it's time to get rid of it. Got rid of my car in 1977. Time for some major U-turns, folks. I'm having crisis fatigue. I copied out Gertrude Stein this morning. Gertrude Stein wrote, everything is so very dangerous, nothing is really very frightening. I think I've reached that stage. A friend described to me, he said, you get to where you can step over the corpses. You you can just walk on by. General Petraeus was in the congressional hearing room this morning and he fainted. I'm fascinated to hear on the news what happened. Apparently he fainted. He had to be helped out of the hearing room. Apparently he could walk. Um, the... Um, the poor fellow was being questioned by John McCain, you know, the Republican gentleman who seems to feel that we should try to win the war, whatever war the hell that is, you know. Uh, he was asking General Petraeus about that timeline thing, and uh, Petraeus just keeled over onto the desk in front of him. 
interesting. I get calls from conspiracy theorists these days. They think that this discovery of mineral wealth in Afghanistan, aha, means that somebody somewhere knew how wealthy Afghanistan is. And, uh, you know, there was something going on behind the curtain there. (laughs) A little, yes, the wizard. Anyway, I hear on the news that uh, an estimated trillion dollars in mineral uh, wealth is under the ground in Afghanistan and has been for God knows how long. How would they know, for God's sakes, it's a trillion total? What uh, what do they mean by all this? Poor little Bolivia has uh, lithium, tons of lithium. They, too, have no decent way to market it, to get it up and out of the country, apparently. Uh, The stuff in Afghanistan is um, more than lithium. Apparently, there's all kinds of stuff, copper and so forth. Uh, All these things uh, seem to indicate to me not only that we don't get the news, but that uh, we're being fed fantasies from morning till night. Uh, God only knows how to piece this information together. I think the main thing, of course, is always to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe somebody did tell our administration that Afghanistan was too valuable to leave. Maybe it's all a great plot. Uh, Maybe General Petraeus knows something and he didn't tell us. How would I know? Uh, There's a fire on one of those ships that's trying to suck up the oil out there. They got it out. No no big deal. Uh, No lives lost, no injuries and so forth. But then there was a large, um, what I don't know, it was an effigy statue. Uh, I don't think it was made of stone because it burned up. It just got hit by lightning. It was a uh, 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 an effigy of Jesus Christ. Somewhere in the middle of Ohio, I think. Uh, anyway, the material is flammable because it burnt to the ground. And the insurance company states it was an act of God. I'm sure that Barack Obama will speak to us about these things this afternoon. Uh, I see his speech is scheduled for 5 o'clock our time. Was it 8 o'clock Eastern time here in Berkeley? I guess 5 o'clock. Uh, I am going to take notes and write to his mother-in-law, Michelle's uh, mom. I think that she would know what to do. Uh, surely she's, well, let's see, is she as old as Jimmy Carter? No, she's my age. Jimmy Carter's a little older than we are, and I just thought that Marion Robinson, Michelle's mom, might be the person to know what to do, um, what is that, for the, the president and his family to be role models the way Jimmy Carter was. You know, um, they can uh, do what Jimmy did um, and uh, put on a sweater in the White House, that kind of thing. You remember how that went. Uh, Carter told us that we had to stop being addicted to oil. And I got rid of my car, my old Chevy, 1977. And uh, Rosalind Carter had a fit because she had to wear long underwear, but she did it. And then came Ronnie Reagan. 
And the first thing he did when he came to the White House was pull down those solar panels. And then <laughs> Nancy Reagan uh, is rumored to always keep the thermostat at 87 degrees. Uh, oh, God, that woman. Uh, anyway, the first grandmother probably knows about uh, mittens. She certainly knows that there is no clean coal. Uh, I had some notes today that I think I left on the bus all about. Jane Smiley's book, The Greenlanders, it's a novel from 1988. And ever since the oil hit the Gulf, I've just been reading The Greenlanders because I'm trying to get back to the 14th century. Anything, anything to uh, get away from this this horror, I I'm ashamed to say that I can't look. Isn't that pathetic, you know? It isn't as if I had to suffer it, but uh, one of the news pundits today said that people in California weren't concerned about it because uh, they weren't looking at it. Yeah, well, uh, I hope everyone who is in the kind of pain that I am in will send British Petroleum a bill for any tranquilizers or headache medicine or uh, doctor bills for that matter. Yes, I'm going to send it to British Petroleum. Tell them that they owe me. They owe me for, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word they, the, the lawyers put on um, pain? That sort of, you get money for uh, pain and suffering, right? <laughs> anyway, sad, sad, sad. Yes, I want to go to Greenland where... People were sensible, you know. When the cows died, well, you get some goats, you know. Make adjustments, adapt or die, get your bike out. Uh, I think, what is that? Uh, it can't be true that human beings cannot exist without the oil. I suppose the prayers will talk about this at five o'clock. I listen to the arguments, and it seems that many people think that the moratorium which seemed to me a lovely idea, uh, the six-months moratorium would only make matters worse. I have no idea. Uh, I have no notion what needs to be done. All I know is that we need to fix these these things. We need to uh, get these engineers out, get them to put their shoulders to the wheel and... This wretched petroleum industry has got to become absolutely safe, fail-safe engineering. No more uh, damage to the ecosystem. I, I remember after the Exxon Valdez in my innocence, I assumed that things would be fixed, you know, double hulls on the tankers and that kind of thing. Uh, if they can go to the moon, they can clean up the oil and so forth. Um, they cleaned up London in the 19th century. They cleaned up the Thames. They cleaned up this, that, and the other. Uh, the bay, when I arrived here in the 50s, smelled like the Renaissance, smelled like the Middle Ages. They cleaned that up. Ah, oh, I just weep over the Mississippi Delta. It looks like a charnel house, yes, Dante's seventh circle of hell down there. I wish that those guys that did it, the ones who want their lives back, you know, the CEO of British Petroleum, uh, I think that 
he should have to go down there and live the rest of his life right there on the shore. Uh, someone will have to tell him that he can't get away with murder. <laughs> Unless he did. In my dread of what is to come, I find myself uh, just turning away, unable to look at the pictures, unable to look at the uh, crimescape, seascape. Uh, I am awaiting the goddess Nemesis. She who will let the axe fall, you know. Uh, I assume that uh, the... The curse, the mother's curse, the miasma, the mut spell, is coming down hard and fast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to read you a poem of mine about all that, about the goddess bringing on Gotterdammerung. And somehow it just seems, just seems... Frivolous. I don't know why. Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, mere patriarchy is loosed upon the earth, right? Oh, Jenny. Things fall apart and the center will not fold. The blood-cursed tides at flood. The ritual of innocence is drowned. Uh, the men lack all conviction while the boys are full of passionate mediocrity. Surely some mort spell is at hand. Surely the crone's coming is at hand. Ah, oh, dear, I go on here. <laughs> the vile image out of mother's miasma. Okay, Jenny, I just think that this slow death is more than people should have to bear. Okay, the darkness drops again. I grow old, I grow old. I'm going to read you another poem that I found in Harper's this week. I'm desperate for something we call an upper, something a little more positive. Before I do that, let me tell you about getting old. I just wanted to mention a book. Came to me in the mail today from Susan Moon, who is a dear, kind uh, thought. It's Zen Thoughts on Aging. God knows we're aging, the world is aging, and most of us as well. Zen thoughts on aging with humor and dying. Uh, uh, let's see, aging with humor and dignity, right. Let's have a little dignity. <laughs> Shall we not sing as the night comes on? Yes. Okay, this is Getting Old is the name of the book. And Susan, I wanted to tell you this because she's in town here, let's see. She lives around here. And tonight, tonight, 15, yeah, 15 June, Reader's Books in Sonoma, 130 East Napa Street. And the phone number over there, uh, 707-939-1779. That's it, www, right, readersbooks.com if you want to find out more. Uh, it's in Sonoma. It's 130 East Napa Street, readersbooks.com. Tonight at 7.30, Susan Moon will be reading from her book, This is Getting Old, Zen Thoughts on Aging with Humor and Dignity. And uh, maybe I will have time one day soon to read uh, some of this. What I love are the funny things about, you know, you can't take it with you. What to do with your stuff? That seems to be my occupation these days. 
either get rid of it now, you know, or at least put it in a box and put it, put a, uh, the name of somebody, you know, and say, this person is in charge of getting rid of this, that, and the other books or something like that. Give someone an assignment, you know. Uh, anyway, Susan's over at, uh, Reader's Books tonight, and what I have here next is a poem called Here. And I, as I say, I'm not able to to shake my feminist fist in the air and scream at the uh, horrors before us. I've done that. Uh, if British Petroleum could correct their mistakes... By being yelled at, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that would have happened. I'm sure that the, the president would have done it by now. Oh, yes. He said he would kick ass. Poor baby. Yes. He'll find some asses to kick. Uh, I uh, am on the president's side. I don't think that, um, hollering and yelling or even cursing them is any use. Uh, I do think that we should hold them to account. Those folks who have cut all the corners. <laughs> I do it myself, but with me, you know, I, I think I know where there is a line. The other day I was thinking, well, I'll get those vegetables that are already peeled. You know, I get cut cut a little cut a little slack, but the truth is that <laughs> most of us know when it's serious, you know, when it's um, brain surgery or when you're the pilot of airplane or, you know, when you're trying to save a few bucks, penny wise, pound foolish. Uh, yes, you don't. You don't risk the kind of accident that we have had out there in the Gulf. Anyway, this poem is called Here, H-E-R-E, and it's written by a Nobel Prize laureate uh, whose name I'm going to muck up. She's Polish. And her book is here, New Poems, translated from the Polish by Claire Kavanaugh and Stanislaw Barankzak. And her name is spelled S-Z-Y-M-B-O-R-S-K-A. Her first name is W-I-S-L-A-W-A. Wislawa. Simborski. It's got to be. Hmm. Anyway, it will be published in September of this year. She got the Nobel Prize in Literature back in 1996. If you think she needs... <laughs> she <laughs> needs... <laughs> what is the word for that? Uh, authorization. Oh, the experts. The other day I was thinking, uh, these rules that we make up there are plenty of rules for drilling offshore. It's just that we didn't follow them. I'm sure that Barack will tell us that there's going to be some more rules. The question is how we get our human species to do the right thing. Ah, uh, the cowards, of course, know what is the right thing to do, but they don't do it, as Jack Kevorkian is always saying. Anyway... Let's just read this poem here, and I will see if it lifts my spirits. This Polish poet writes, I can't speak for elsewhere, but here on earth, we've got a fair supply of everything. Here, 
we manufacture chairs and sorrows, scissors, tenderness, transistors, violins, teacups, dams, and quips. There may be more of everything elsewhere, but for reasons left unspecified, they lack paintings, picture tubes, pierogies, handkerchiefs, fortiers. Here, we have countless places with vicinities. You may take a liking to some, give them pet names, protect them from harm. There may be comparable places elsewhere, but no one thinks they're beautiful. Beautiful like nowhere else or almost nowhere. You're given your own torso here, equipped with the accessories required for adding your own children to the rest, not to mention arms, legs, and astounded head. Ignorance works overtime here. Something is always being counted, compared, measured, from which roots and conclusions are then drawn. I know, I know what you're thinking. Nothing here can last, since from time and to time immemorial, the elements hold sway. But see, even the elements grow weary, and sometimes they take extended breaks before starting up again. And I know what you're thinking next. Wars, 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 but there are pauses in between them to attention. People are evil, at ease. People are good. At attention, wastelands are created. At ease, houses are constructed in the sweat of brows and quickly inhabited. Life on earth is quite a bargain. Dreams, for one, don't charge admission. Illusions are costly only when lost. The body has its own installment plan. And as an extra added feature... You spin on the planet's carousel for free, and with it, you hitch a ride on the intergalactic blizzard, with times so dizzying that nothing here on Earth can even tremble. Just take a closer look. The table stands exactly where it stood, the piece of paper still lies where it was spread. Through the open window comes a breath of air. The walls reveal no terrifying cracks through which nowhere might extinguish you. 
That poem is called Here, and uh, it's written by the Polish poet Wisława Zimborska. And uh, it's in a book that will be published in September. But if you want a copy of Here, <laughs> a nice poem about what we've got. Yes, we maybe can't take it with us, but it will be here when we are gone. You can find it in Harper's Magazine, the issue of July. That's next month, 2010. Harper's Magazine for July has a copy of that swell poem. Now, I have pages more of uh, curses and <laughs> anger all about, all about the oil and uh, all I can think of, well, I just wanted to thank folks um, for my letters. And, oh, yes, speaking of yes, what's here, I hear from a listener that the cove down in La Jolla, my favorite place to go in memory, uh, down there, uh, the little beach called the cove in La Jolla, uh, it has been taken over by the seals, mostly harbor seals, and it's off limits to people now. That means I can go down there, and uh, I think what they mean is the children's pool. Maybe they mean the children's pool. I don't know. Anyway, I thank you so much for your kind letters, because these days, you know, I count on people to get me caught up. I haven't been to La Jolla since 1974. It's the place I want to keep in my mind as I go into my depression over what's at the bottom of the sea and the seascapes everywhere. Uh, I remember sitting on those beaches and I remember uh, looking at all the sacred creatures that we are, we are murdering. Uh, dear, dear, uh, I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to do. Uh, I'm afraid that the president was caught saying that people should go down there and go to the restaurants, you know, so that the fish f fish folk could maintain their living. Uh, I'm not sure that's the answer. I had thought that, you know, there would be riots by now, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh, anyway, my plan for the rest of my life is to live in a fantasy world the way I have been doing the last, I think, two Tuesdays I was reading to you from fairy tales uh, The Little Mermaid ah, I'll finish today I'm going to read The Little Mermaid every Tuesday until I finished it I don't care how long it takes because that's where I plan to live in my head I plan to go down where the old lady, the the mermaid's grandmother sits with her 12 oysters on her tail. There are marks of her rank. Nobody else can wear 12. The little mermaids get six, I think. But uh, the kingdom under the sea. <laughs> I'll have to go, go get that movie Splash. I'm pitiful. Anyway, just a little bit of the little mermaid before I leave the air today. Uh, the little mermaid is almost old enough in the story now to go up and uh, look around. Uh, she wants to see what's happening on land, and she sees the prince. And, of course, she falls in love, and she goes back down, and she talks to her grandmother about how much she wants to go up on land, and 
<laughs> become a masochist, you know, fall in love and do all the things that women do. And uh, she looks at her fishtail unhappily, and her old grandmother says, Let us be content, because we may hop and jump around as much as we like during the 300 years that we have to live in, and that is really time enough. Afterwards, one can rest all the more contentedly in one's grave. <laughs> the grandmother is a true pagan. She does not want eternal life. She simply wants her piece of the sea. This has been Jennifer Stone. I will be back on the air Thursday morning at 8.20. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Drop the shadows out of sight. Attention, girls and boys, families, and everyone in between. This summer at Bay Area Girls Rock Camp, girls ages 8 to 18 will learn instruments, form bands, and write original songs. Don't miss out on their live performances on Saturday, June 26th and Saturday, July 17th at the Oakland Metro Opera House, located at 630 3rd Street in Jack London Square. Doors open at 1.30 p.m. and the show starts at 2. So bring a friend, bring your family, and bring a girl to Bay Area Girls Rock Camp Summer Showcase. These events are a benefit for Bay Area Girls Rock Camp. For more info, visit www.bayareagirlsrockcamp.org. It's KPFA and KPFB in Berkeley and KFCF in Fresno, and we're online at kpfa.org. It's time now for 